This is the Old Republic Podcast. Spoiler warning for the Knights of the Old Republic series, Star Wars, The Old Republic, and all other media. This is where the fun begins. Galaxy of Star Wars fans. Uh, today we have an awesome episode, and we are joined by a friend of the podcast, uh, Jenny Marie Studios. Uh, how are you doing today? Hello, I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk to you guys. Um, I can always talk Star Wars. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, definitely. Sometimes <laughs> it's hard for us to find things to talk about Star Wars, but you know, we we find ways to do it. No. Just <laughs> Um, get by yeah (laughs) and then um so for those who who don't follow you can you explain like who you are and what you do yeah um so my name's jenny obviously um jenny marie studio is um my kind of little etsy etsy shop business um and yeah i i make hand-painted candle holders (laughs) um which I've always struggled to kind of describe them. Um, it's hard when you can't see them, but um, they're sort of, I kind of think of them almost like little glass dioramas, kind of. Like they're kind of three-dimensional designs. Um, I kind of paint out designs um, based on my favorite fandoms, mostly Star Wars, some others. And um, yeah, you put a little candle in there and it's just sort of a little painting that kind of comes to life in, you know, in the in candle. They're paintings in candle holder form, I guess. Um, yeah, so I do that. I also do, um, I paint like pottery, um, little planters and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, like I said, most of my designs are right now kind of focused around just things that I love. My favorite fandom, Star Wars, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, that kind of thing. So I started a couple of years ago, but really um, got into it just this year. It was a COVID thing. You know, I was laid off um, during the pandemic. I was in uh, the restaurant industry and, you know, you have a lot of time on your hands. So I, I got to devote it towards this. Oh, yeah. awesome. I mean, yeah. currently I have my uh, KOTOR, uh, is the correct term votive? Like, Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I should probably look that up. I think a votive, I think a votive actually means a specific size. I could be wrong about that, though. I consider a votive to be like the same as like a tea light is a size. Tea light is a, like the smallest size, basically, candle, you know, that you can have. A votive is kind of the next size up. Um, yeah it's about 2.5 inches tall and then but yeah i kind of call all candle holders votives yeah. i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah so i have like a bastila and revan uh kind of like their first duel and then like mm-hmm. kind of like the the star map kind of like around them and like kind of in the background so it's currently like burning and i'm like oh it looks so nice and magical and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah so. Well, and I kind of started doing these too because I like I love I'm like a candle addict. I buy a ton of candles, um, but you know you buy a candle and then you burn it and it's done. And I mean, and they come in these like really pretty containers. And I mean, you can recycle them and stuff. But part of why I started doing this is I just I wanted something that I could display and keep. So this way, you kind of you can replace the candle within it, but have a design item that 
stays, you know, the whole time. So you're not just like burning through a candle and throwing it out. You're just kind of replacing it or replacing the candle inside it. I mean, uh, I'm a little bit of a candle person. I think <laughs> our made the fourth episode was actually uh, with Nerf Herder Co. And mm-hmm. uh, I love Melissa. She's yeah. so sweet. Yeah. And I think I got like an embarrassing amount of like <laughs> wax melts and <laughs> like like this year and uh yeah so Oh yeah. I think so, everyone yeah. in our in the Instagram Star Wars world has at least one candle or wax melt by Nerfurtico at this point. Yeah. Yeah. She's oh, yeah. huge. I love her stuff. She's got so much she comes up with such creative ideas for her scents and stuff. I did a collaboration with her. It was really fun too. We did a giveaway. I made I painted an Ahsoka Tano oh, yeah. uh candle and then she she donated her um a set of tea lights in her Ahsoka Tano scented. Uh, and so we gave that away as a giveaway once. It was really cool. Yeah. Oh cool. I remember yeah. that. So uh yeah, so like just kind of like that's what I love about the Star Wars community is that we kind of found ways during like COVID to create different like candles or votives or like very detailed KOTOR podcasts that converge like, <laughs> on obsessive. All kinds you know? of things. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, who are your favorite artists and inspirations? Yeah, I mean, so it's kind of being like two different categories. I mean, I, so I was an art history major. Um, and so when I was in college and stuff, I I just really loved, it sounds kind of boring to say, but I loved the Renaissance era. That was kind of my focus of study. I loved Renaissance and Baroque art. Um, so I really love a lot of those are the artists of that type like Botticelli is one of my favorite Caravaggio um Baroque artist is probably my favorite artist of all time I wrote a final one of my papers on him um so yeah I love I love Art Nouveau as well um I've always been really inspired by that I want to start doing kind of Art Nouveau style candle holders next incorporating Star Wars characters um oh my goodness is kind of my next I'm gonna buy them all (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited about that like I'm trying to think of ways to yeah like I'm imagining yeah like an Ahsoka Tano one but kind of an ornate frame around it with kind of like floral you you know the kind of art nouveau style and i think that mm-hmm. could look really cool with the candlelight um oh, yeah. and speaking of art nouveau um jacob sparks is an artist he's on instagram it's concept sparks um he's one of my favorites he does also kind of star wars portraits that are kind of in that art nouveau style oh, um, yeah. you've probably seen his work it floats around a lot but they're like these he has a series of profiles of characters you know like Luke Mando Ahsoka all of them um with the really pretty again those kind of really ornate decorative you know I'm making hand gestures I always forget it's a podcast (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to describe I talk to my hands um but yeah like a lot of like decorative design around they're just beautiful um so he's kind of one of my favorite there's so many talented artists Ralph McQuarrie I gotta mention Ralph McQuarrie of course um yeah definitely I mean inspired all of our favorite things um so yeah yeah kind of yeah kind of a little bit all over the place um but yeah I'd say kind of the renaissance is kind of where where I started it's always been kind of my favorite time period 
Yeah. Oh, cool. Beautiful artworks. And uh, I think even like in The Mandalorian, there were some Renaissance uh, artworks that inspired like uh, certain scenes. Like, in yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one thing I've been loving about. I love seeing art within Star Wars, like art history. That's why like, I love Thrawn, Sabine, you know, the Mortis mural, the graffiti in Mandalorian on the sides of the streets, the way they incorporate art into Star Wars is just beautiful. Like, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that they do the uh, concept art on the uh, end credits on oh, yeah. the Mandalorian. So I hope that continues like into, you know, Kenobi and uh Andor and all that stuff to keep showing off some of that uh, oh yes that concept art too yeah Yeah, that's like the first time I you know sit and watch the credits all the way through like when you know at the end of Mandalorian I always wait till the end because yeah the it's just so gorgeous those images they put up I would love to see that for the Kenobi show too I can't wait for that one yeah excited yeah and just like uh it's not a visions episode but like i've been watching it i just finished the elder episode and just like watching visions i almost think that star wars visions will inspire as many people artistically and creatively as as the original star wars did yeah i uh, and i didn't get to i didn't watch it yet today and i'm so excited to see it. everyone was talking about it and my i have like a star wars book club group and everyone was talking about it i'm i'm behind i gotta i gotta check that out today i heard it's i heard it's stunning yeah i'll bet i i'll bet it's gonna inspire a lot of people yeah so uh yeah totally recommend it and uh maybe maybe you'll find your yourself making uh star wars visions votives and you can yeah cool way to combine visions and votives into a single word and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wanna I I wanna do more some like animated some of the animated stuff. Um yeah, like something from Visions or there's even been a couple shots of like what if the Marvel show that have just been really ugh, like I keep thinking of a couple shot those shots of like the watcher in the background look really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. People seem to be a little, you know, I don't know, lukewarm yeah. on what if, but it's got some stunning visuals. Yeah, I probably need to watch more Marvel stuff. Uh, I think the last show I, I kind of was uh, keeping up with was The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but oh, yeah. I, also, I also feel like I need to, um, I don't know, maybe repent of not uh, being as kind to Marvel, you know, because... <laughs> uh, I think like I like by the time like Endgame came out, I was like, oh, it's a little, you know, it's kind of just about the twist, and then like you know you mm-hmm. see it once, but then like just with the Disney Plus content coming out this year, like WandaVision, and it really yeah. explored grief and uh, like mental health, and just kind of seeing how the Falcon and the Winter Soldier examines legacy and and like just kind of the different uh factors we we come across like in our societies uh like in our country and and around yeah the world, like racism like so uh, disney plus is like kind of <laughs> been revitalizing my love of marvel and i need to repent of like maybe saying like uh marvel isn't as good you know so 
for anyone listening out there, I'm sorry, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> kind of a long way to come around to saying uh, what are uh, some of your favorite fandoms outside of Star Wars? Yeah, well, Marvel, one of, one of them. <laughs> um, I I used to sort of say that like my my kind of nerdy trifecta of things was always Star Wars, which was kind of the biggest one and the longest running one. Lord of the Rings and Marvel was kind of my my. I guess Star Wars was kind of my major my my mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> my most beloved. Um, but yeah, Lord of the Rings has always meant a lot to me. I, um, my, my dad read The Hobbit to me. We had a huge illustrated book of The Hobbit um, oh, cool. that he read to me when I was a little kid. I remember seeing the animated. Do you remember that? Did you guys ever watch the Lord of the Rings, the animated uh, movies I've, from like the 1960s? Yeah, I've they're seen. Tri- they're a trip. <laughs> I've seen uh, bits and pieces of them, but yeah, yeah, they are they are a trip. They for sure. are weird. They are weird. <laughs> but that's like that was like my first introduction to that. Is those like I still remember some of the songs, and it's they're they're very weird, very sixties or seventies or whenever they came out. Um, for sure. But but yeah, I love the love the Lord of the Rings. Like I'm dying to do a Lord of the Rings themed um, candle holder collection. It's just the characters in that means so much to me i even have a lord of the rings tattoo actually i have a line from a poem uh on my back from that and um yeah so and i kind of so i kind of shift basically throughout my life like i don't know like star wars was kind of my first one and you know when i was in junior high i was just obsessed 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 with star wars had to learn everything about it and then in my 20s and 30s star wars kind of went behind a little bit and again lord of the rings became like my primary thing that i was obsessed with and then the last decade i'd say marvel kind of took the top spot in my focus because star wars kind of i mean we got the sequels and i i really enjoyed the sequels um i loved i loved the force awakens especially but it didn't it didn't really i don't know it 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 wasn't like it was it was really the Mandalorian that got me. I was like, OK, now I'm back and it kind of switched that. Around. And then Star Wars came to the front again and kind of took over Marvel's spot. But I was really into the MCU. I, I was ever since Avengers came out, like Endgame was like a freaking like religious experience watching that in the theaters. For me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's my most memorable theater experience to date. Like, I really love Marvel. I It's just these. I mean, I'm sure you guys relate to like just I don't know these characters, the stories, the the values. I mean, this is it just provides such a comforting and inspiring framework to kind mm-hmm. of which to view your own values, life, morality, story. Like, I struggle a lot with mental health and kind of depression and stuff, and just coming back to these again, these kind of three fandoms and these characters that mean so much it just sort of always reminds me that you know again like life's a journey life's you know life is struggle life is challenges um I just I get so much inspiration just kind of I don't know thinking of these characters and um so anyways I so finding like the whole like Instagram community when I started doing these Star Wars votives was just like the best thing to happen to me in many years to find all these other people that 
you know, get this and feel the same way about, you know, these stories and this imagery and these, you know, these franchises and stuff. It was so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well said. I do like what you said about stories and characters. Uh, stories and, and characters, uh, archetypes, like, uh, they've been around since as long as, like, people have really been around and they kind of, like, yeah stories kind of help guide us like you know through life and give us comfort and instruct us and yeah well these are like they're these are modern it's modern mythology like I see this as I mean like sometimes sometimes the cynical side of me like I do feel silly almost sometimes like why am I so obsessed with this stuff I mean it's (laughs) Like, throughout my whole life, like, why? Why do I watch these movies over and over? Why have I seen Return of the Jedi 400 times? Like, to mm-hmm. the point where I have dialogue memorized. Like, why? But it's, again, it's it's mythology. I mean, it's the same people, you know, people who are inspired by stories of, like, Homer, you know, and the Odyssey and the Iliad. And this is, this is what we have. Like, I, I kind of hate, I hate, you know, to each their own. But, like, I hate hearing, like, Martin Scorsese's comments or you know or there's some other director that came out recently same things like oh marvel's just popcorn movies and stuff i mean it's that's true to an extent i'm you know i am aware there's a lot of money and big corporations behind these brands but i don't know to me the stories still matter and the creators matter the artists the people working the people writing these for us who are just as big a fans as us like that's what keeps me going with it and you know Screw Disney, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Yeah. Um, we'll never be uh, sponsored by Disney. But you know, (laughs) (laughs) I should be careful. They're they're probably they're everywhere. They're watching. They're listening. Everywhere. That's right. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as like people kind of like watch, you know, or or consume a wide variety, you know, like if you like what you like, you know, that that's fine, you know, and these stories, like, these stories matter, like, sometimes it's okay to just be entertained and, and comforted, really, so. Yeah, I guess I will say, I, the one argument, I do understand the argument, like, people who are worried that, and it is a good, it would be a good point, you know, that, because these franchises have such money, there's such money bags for these companies that, like, I would hate for like Marvel to take over to the point where we don't ever get independent films or new creators or stories, you know, that, that Mm -hmm. can be a risk for sure. You know, if, if the only things bringing money into the theaters are big Marvel blockbusters, like I don't want everything to be so homogenous. I want other stories and I want to get into other things. Um, But, but also, yeah, I like what I like. (laughs) Sometimes just want to watch the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, and then who are some of your favorite Star Wars characters? Ooh, well, when I was a kid, like 12, 13 year old Jenny, Luke Skywalker, I mean, it's, you know, kind of a boring answer, but it was all about Luke. I mean, it was Luke Skywalker. He was the hero. He was, it was, I, I was obsessed with him, with his character. I think he was my first crush too. It's like 12 year old. Um, I, uh, I just, I loved Mark Hamill. Um, yeah, Luke Chewie is also kind of a longtime favorite. Chewbacca and Yoda. I have a lot of Yodas around my house. Um, little Yoda figurines. 
Um, but now, probably more recently, Obi Wan has become probably my favorite character. Okay. I was not someone that liked the prequels when they first came out. I was, you know, I was the original trilogy diehard. I was, you know, I, I kind of ashamed to say, but I was, I was one of the ones that just hated and basically was like, no, disowned Star Wars for a while when the prequels came out. Massively disappointed. I nitpicked everything to death. I hated it. I was, I just, it just wasn't what I want, wanted. Um, but that has been one of the most surprising things is that in the last couple years coming around and I don't know. And also just like meeting people that were kids when those came out and hearing mm -hmm. how they talk about the prequels the same way I talk about the originals and the joy that those characters and what Padme means to them and all that really softened it. And then also the animated shows, like I just absolutely loved the Clone Wars. Um, and so I think because Obi-Wan Kenobi was the one I was most excited to see. I, that is the story that I wanted was young Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I just, the Phantom Menace, like, I was like, you don't even, he, he doesn't do much. Like, you know, besides the awesome freaking duel, the Fates lightsaber battle, like he's, you just, I just didn't feel like I, I knew, like, who, who is this guy? Like, I didn't get much from him. But, you know, with Attack of the Clones and then ultimately Revenge of the Sith, which I did really like, Revenge of the Sith, and then the Clone Wars filling in his character, Kenobi has just become probably my favorite character. Um, I, I did recently a candle holder scene of the, the rebel scene of his last battle where he um, kills Maul. And oh, cool. that just, just that shot of him, the integrity and honor that it takes to cradle your art nemesis who's murdered your love and your father figure basically and to hold him with the same respect that you held the people you love and the, i mean it's just he's just such a i love obi-wan kenobi he's probably my favorite right now um also ray too i will say i am a ray fan i know that's controversial a lot of people <laughs> i absolutely i love ray ray's also been a very meaningful character for me in my adult life i i don't know i just have such a soft spot for her i really I really loved her character. Not perfect, but I, I love her. She she inspires me. So it's just so cool. We have so we have so much Star Wars now. There's so much to choose from. Yeah. There's yeah. there's so much and there's there's a bunch more on the on the way still. It's uh, it's a great time oh, to, yeah. oh, to be I'm part so of it. I'm so excited that Kenobi show. I just can't wait and Boba Fett, uh, Tamir Morrison. It's all so good. This is the golden age. I mean, this thing like, you know, it's kids these days you don't understand we were like you know <laughs> scrapping know. by in three the, years you know. between films and then it's like revenge of the sith is the last one <laughs> yeah yeah. I was, yeah yeah we've, we've been through two periods where we thought it was completely over and now it's now you get new stuff a visions just came out uh yesterday yeah. as of recording this and uh we had you know bad batch this year so we had two big huge uh television things uh more movies like eight more shows two coming in the seasons next two years, of mandalorian so. it's the golden age of star wars i mean i remember just like i remember how desperate i was you want to know how desperate i was and so i'm aging myself but this was 
when in the early days of the internet, I was desperately <laughs> searching everywhere to find the holiday special because oh, I no. just wanted any kind of new content. I wanted anything with those characters that I love. I don't care if I didn't care if Leia was singing and Luke was wearing eyeliner for some reason and Harrison Ford looked like he just wanted to kill himself. Yeah, I, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. he literally just looks like it's the worst day of his life. And but I yeah, that's I we were just like I read all the legends books, like just desperate for any anything that I could get. And now it's like now like I can't even keep up with it all. Like I see Star Wars mm-hmm. and sometimes like I can't even absorb it. Like there's episodes of Clone Wars that I haven't even seen yet because it's, it's there's so much that I it's like I can't believe I'm turning away food. Like I'm I don't have to consume every like the fact I haven't even seen visions yet, it's because there's so so much. Mm-hmm. yeah oh it's amazing mm-hmm. and then uh, did we already kind of like uh talk about like what led you into creating votives based on fandom um i don't not really so. i don't think I so mean, no yeah okay. i can i can kind of talk i should have yeah, segued I... into that earlier but then i was like <laughs> oh i put it at the bottom of the script okay so yeah speaking oh. of legends so, <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of creating it. votives based on fandom yeah. <laughs> it works uh, it works yeah so speaking of legends and uh you know creating uh votives based on fandom <laughs> what led you into creating votives based on fandom it was perfect it was seamless it was seamless transition yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um yeah so i gosh it's so awesome because so i I started making these like candle holders maybe in 2016 or 17. Um, And I mean, just to not make everyone uncomfortable, but the truth of it is like, I've, I kind of mentioned like I've, I've had kind of a rough go with, with mental health. I've, I've just, there've been some things in my life that caused a lot of some really bad bouts of depression that I've kind of had to deal with and get through. And, the first one was around this 2016-17 and but this is why like I was actually thinking about because I was trying to kind of prepare for this question I was like should I talk about depression that's awkward should I not talk about personal stuff but but I think it's important and it's because it was such a dark time in my life but I look back now and again like this never would have happened this beautiful thing that I, I get to do now was born out of complete sadness and desperation and just I just needed something to keep going and I have always struggled I'm very ADHD I I've always had like a need to create like I'm my whole family on my dad's side are artists I was an art history major I I took studio art classes but I could never sit down and stick with anything long enough I could never finish anything I'd start something it'd get hard. I didn't want to do the boring practice part. So I'd set it aside. I get something excited about something else. So I never felt like I was really improving or getting good at anything. I was just kind of jumping around. Um, but again, with the, when I was in this like depression and I was just, I was spending a lot of time alone. I was kind of hiding away in my apartment. And so I just something, I just kept going. Um, and I just, so, but when I first started doing these, I was actually doing ones that were more art history themed. <laughs> um, I was taking my old art history book. It was like a black and white photocopy of my art history book. So all these grainy images of famous paintings, black and white copies of paintings. And I would cut them out and make these collages that I'd wrap around the candle holder. 
um, and you put the candle in and it kind of shines through the paper collage and I don't know like they, I think they were cool I liked them but it wasn't a very it was very niche like I don't know a lot of people that are like really passionate about Botticelli you know art history is not like a big fan but it doesn't have a big fan base you know um or maybe I just never found found the art history crowd um so I I sold a couple mostly friends and family my mom you know bought a lot of them there are about 12 of those around our house um but yeah and then I kind of experimented with like dried flowers so I was just kind of trying different things and 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 then eventually I did a moon I I cut out a moon and I put a moon on something I was like well that's cool so I started making these moon votives um and but again just kind of flitting around and trying to think well what would people like what would other and this is I guess the key is I was trying to think well what would other people like what would people want so I was painting different animals again floral looking for things that were kind of modern a Paris you know Eiffel Tower I don't know but I did I did one Star Wars one, um, and the first Star Wars one I did was it, that classic, um, the Luke Vader silhouette from Empire Strikes Back from mm. their their duel on Cloud City. And so I painted, you know, those figures, little smoke, anyway, so that was my first Star Wars one. Um, and I just, I put it up on my Etsy and it sat up there for almost a year, probably, you know, like no one, no one really bought it. Um, but then it sold and... So I did one more because that sold and I did a, um, a rise of Skywalker one, actually a sequels piece. And so the cool thing about this was again, like I didn't think, and this was back then, like my Instagram was not star Wars at all. I didn't really have any connection on there. Um, and so I just, I didn't think I could do these star Wars things. I, I honestly, I know it sounds weird saying because obviously I'm aware that Star Wars is the biggest movie of all time. I'm aware it's mm-hmm. popular. People know Star Wars is. But <laughs> it's a Star Wars. Yeah, what's a Star Wars? <laughs> I mean, like, obviously, like, I didn't think, like, oh, it's this little niche thing that no one else knows about. I, but I didn't have any friends or especially other women, you know, my age or people that were really into it. And so I did not at all think that this was something I that people would buy. Um, and then, but all it took was again through somehow I found one Star Wars person the force foodie um she she's the sweetest Mm, she's mm -hmm. on Instagram and she bought this rise of Skywalker piece and she posted it all over her thing and all of a sudden I started getting these Star Wars people following me and that's kind of how that's kind of how it started so I slowly started doing more and more Star Wars ones and I just couldn't believe it because I was like you mean to tell me I've been trying to do all these other things. Like I could have just been doing exactly what I wanted and what I like and what I was excited about. <laughs> and to have people like relate to those and get excited about them and start was again, it was, it's been the best part of my year. I, I cannot believe that I, that I, again, that I've met this group of people and that they, are buying these and and it's and then I just get to talk to people about Star Wars um and yeah and it just it was so natural like I'm not a good like salesperson I'm not good at promoting myself really but um but like with this it just comes so naturally like I'm just excited about it because I love it and so yeah that's again really long answer to your question um but that's kind of how I (laughs) winded my way and got to do I don't know. So it was really cool that the thing people were drawn to was the thing that was the most me and that I was the most passionate about. So that was just really exciting. Yeah. 
And that's awesome. thank you for sharing. And yeah, mm-hmm. mental health, like it's, it's important and, uh, uh, it can be hard to create, especially if, if like, uh, like talking about me and writing, like, uh, the, the, like 2020, 2021, like, has been kind of, uh, rough for me, but, uh, kind of like creating, uh, just kind of like, you know, just kind of doing this podcast and like, uh, the podcast helped me kind of find ways to be creative and, and start writing again. And, uh, creativity and authenticity kind of give you uh I don't know like speaking from my perspective uh kind of help uh with uh have helped me in my mental health journey uh for sure yeah I mean it's it's I can't I almost hate saying silver lining because the past it's so weird also to say that we have to almost say the past two years now I can't even say this year has been rough it's like oh wait it's 21 it's been the past two years have been a show um but it's I don't like saying necessarily silver lining because so much awful has happened but I have seen that feels to be like a kind of common thing like you're saying about your writing and your podcast and me picking up these votives again it was like again I started these in a depression six year, five years ago and you know I went through another one with everything going on now and they've been here again kind of keeping me going like art is therapy or and when I say art I mean again that could mean like music writing drawing you know dancing um just however you express yourself it really yeah. is therapeutic and even in my uh like darkest darkest times like it just it fills my bucket to then like every time I do a drop and put these out there it's like just an immediate serotonin boost um because again it's just that's what's so incredible to me about again these characters and these stories because like I have a little votive with Ahsoka Tano on it and but again it's not just this character on this votive to this person because this character her whole entire story her arcs her value all of it is wrapped up in this and I want these to be I don't know these like special little reminders of again everything you love about that character that scene or that moment or whatever you know that and I don't know and just a reminder that it's just so cool that it's also just a shared experience like we all just get it because we all connect so much to these to these characters so yeah for sure so yeah yeah art art heals art can be very healing yeah we're pro art here. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's been everything. I honestly, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have these. I really, I would be scared for myself. <laughs> this yeah. year is rough. Yeah. No. It, and like you said, it's awesome to be able to, to make something, um, you know, that comes from a place of your love and interest and share it and then, you know, have people. Uh, respond to them in that way and be excited and share in that uh, kind of shared experience uh, with you is, is really great. And kind of what what makes, uh, what makes the world go round as it were. Yeah. Well, especially in, in a time when we are so isolated, you know, and with all the quarantine and everything. um, And, and I think too, for me, even like, I, I also like, you know, in junior high, I struggle with a lot of social anxiety. Like I, it's not easy for me to talk to people. Like I'm not super comfortable with 
small talk, you know, like I, I'm the kind of person, like I walking down my neighborhood, like I'll pretend to be looking at my phone so I don't have to say hi to a neighbor. It's weird, but like I, and, and so but again, I think that's like, with, again, with Star Wars or whatever, or any of these fandoms, like I just, I light up, like I, I love if I meet someone and they have a, you know, a t-shirt with, you know, Mandalorian on it or something like that's an instant connection conversation for me where I don't have to be like, so the weather's nice today. Right. Like I can be like, Oh my right. God, did you see that season finale of, you know, and all of a sudden we're talking about something that we love and we're so excited about and not just, you know, politics or the weather or whatever, any of the, you know, so that's mm-hmm. kind of another reason. I think I just, love these for for my my own just awkward self (laughs) all right so we we've talked a lot about um some different fandoms uh star wars uh marvel um you know lord of the rings you know all kinds of good fandoms you know going all the way back to your historical art pieces uh and things like that but uh so you've been making these photos now for like you said five or six years do you have some some favorites or some standouts um, I have some favorites just looking through your uh, Instagram uh, here. Uh, one of them very recently, a uh, couple of Jurassic Park photos on a very well-worn <laughs> copy of uh, Michael Crichton's uh, masterpiece, yeah. Jurassic Park. Uh, but uh, but what about you? What are some of uh, the favorite ones that you've done uh, from Star Wars, you know, or from, from other ones or ones that you find yourself wanting to look at and, you know, uh, sit around and uh, have yeah. a fire in? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I um yeah, the Jurassic Park ones. That that is another one of my my favorite fandoms too. I I didn't mention it cuz Jurassic Park doesn't have much of a fandom going, you know, but I love love dinosaurs Jurassic Park. That was another that was a really fun series for me, but um yeah, my pieces I'd say I have a couple favorites. Um one one of them kind of randomly is actually a Coraline candle holder and I'm probably doing a little okay. bit a plug but I'm, it is genuinely my favorite because I, so I just did another one. So I have a Coraline that I'm going to be releasing with a Halloween collection um, here soon. Oh, cool. um, but the Coraline one, I really loved because I like, I like when I can think of kind of unique, I call them kind of special effects. Mm-hmm. Um, when I can come up with unique effects that just maybe surprise you when you light the candle, for example, like something that glows that you couldn't tell that it was going to glow when you first looked at it, when it's not lit up or something like a certain, like you didn't realize the light was going to peek through this part, or there's a certain design that'll project on the wall. So I did a Coraline mm-hmm. one where the, the front is that scene of her, like walking in front of the moon. Um, so the moon glows when you light the candle, but then on the back end, I have these tree branches that then turn into, um, so there's a spider web on the back of the candle holder. And when you light the candle, it projects the spider web uh, shadows on the wall. So it oh, just, wow. oh, so cool. it just looks really, so it creates this kind of really cool 3D effect where, you know, the moon's glowing and the spider web is on the wall. So that was one of my favorites. Um, another one was the, probably one of my most commented on or requested was um, the Anakin Padme wedding scene. Um, Mm. And that Mm. one, because it it was just such a perfect shot for this kind of medium, like with the two figures with that gorgeous gate with all the kind of ornate deal tells in the gate for the light to peek out. Um, And then probably my most favorite of all time was my largest the most ambitious thing I've done was um, this Rebels um, set. And okay. 
this one was also my favorite because it was it was almost like it was pretty much a collaboration um it was actually commissioned by the force foodie who i mentioned earlier who's been like just such a Mm -hmm. huge supporter um and so she requested this rebel set as a gift for her friend who's another star wars fan that she met um through instagram and she wanted a seven piece set of all different sides so it kind of like so there'd be one large piece in the center and then on the sides almost like if you picture i don't know like organ pipes or something and then each candle gets shorter and shorter and shorter on the side so it kind of makes this like pyramid shape with the seven oh, okay yeah and features featuring each character you know hera um chopper ezra all of them and then the centerpiece the large one was that battle um ahsoka and vader in that in the Sith temple and this was just my favorite piece because again she had very specific ideas like what she wanted um Mm -hmm. in terms of the sizing and everything it was just super ambitious and creative and sometimes i struggle a lot with like concepts like what am i going to do what i don't know how to quite i don't i can't quite see i can't quite visual but the rebel set i just i could see it all in my head i knew exactly what i wanted to do um and it just all came together actually one thing i loved about that was so the one that i wasn't sure what to do on the background was the canaan piece and i was like i just can't think like what do i want to do with canaan and she's Mm -hmm. like actually hold on and she actually texted her friend he had no idea what she was doing she's like i'm just curious what's your favorite thing about canaan like what do you think of when you think of canaan (laughs) and he says the helmet so i put the helmet in the background so it was just kind of cool like that this guy who's getting this gift is unknowingly contributing to his own gift (laughs) to his own gift and personalizing it and he doesn't even know it and so yeah it was just such a cool it was such a cool set and i i absolutely love rebels so i was really passionate about it as well um and it's just so fun like anytime i'm working on a specific design i put that specific show or movie or whatever it is in the background and just have Mm -hmm. it playing to get myself in that mindset and look for little stuff to include and um so yeah yeah those are those are probably probably my favorites so far yeah those are both um awesome and if you're listening uh, you should go check out um jenny marie studio on instagram because uh, there are pictures of both of those there on the uh on the timeline so you can go back and get a look at those and uh see what they are but yeah those are uh both uh, really cool ones. Like I said, I like the Jurassic Park. I'm assuming that Cassia probably likes uh, her Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> one the best of the ones that you've made so oh, far. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Treasuring it forever. So that's yeah, right. The first Kotor votive, you know. From yeah. Studio, so. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I I guess that kind of that kind of moves into kind of how you go about creating these. So you talked a little bit about, um, you know, kind of doing these commission pieces and sometimes, you know, people have kind of a clear idea of what they want. Sometimes they don't. Um, is for you when you're making a vote of maybe, maybe for yourself or you're just, you know, playing around with ideas, do you see something like on screen that you say, oh, okay, that would translate really well? Or do you just, do you think more about like the character or the setting? But uh, what's kind of the the process of, um, making these votives kind of, kind of where, where does it start to, you know, to get to the final product? Yeah. Well, so, so I'd say the the first thing with these that I look for is just this medium. It works well with something with like a really strong silhouette, like Mm -hmm. 
so sometimes I've gotten requests where, yeah, I'm like, I just don't think I can find an, like, it's, I wish I could think of an example, but, um, yeah, like, like, for example, well, for example, like a strong silhouette, obviously like the, that Luke Vader fight on, um, cloud city like anyone can probably picture this in their head right you know it's like mm-hmm. that class it's like what you see on the poster it's like their lightsaber mm-hmm. like that kind of so that's kind of what i look like something with like a strong silhouette because again with the can when you light it the candlelight you want something if it's you know just someone sitting in a chair that's not you're not really gonna see that when it's just gonna look like a big black square when the candle's lit um so that's kind of something i look for um and yeah with with the custom commissions those are always interesting um yeah like I said sometimes people have a really specific idea I would say the most of the time people have just been like I just want a WandaVision one or I want KOTOR I want and just you know do your thing (laughs) and those are I'm like always really honored when people put their trust in me like that. They do, they are a lot of pressure because I'm just like, oh my God, like what if they don't like them? And then sometimes people are very, very specific. Like I will say, I think my most specific one was, um, and it ended up being one of my favorites was a Fallen Order, another video game one. Mm-hmm. And she requested, she wanted Cal Kestis mm-hmm. standing over like a cliff, looking out at snowy Elam with an orange double-bladed lightsaber with BD1, I think is his name, on his mm-hmm. shoulder. Mm-hmm. So it was just like this very, but that's exactly what I was able to do. I did this, you know, this landscape of Elam <laughs> in the background on the other side, Cal Kestis, double-bladed orange lightsaber, like your wish is my command. So it was kind of cool that I was able to do that kind of very specific mm-hmm. um, design. Um, and yeah, like, and so I, I'd say like, so the next thing I look for, so someone says like, yeah, I want a Saj Ventress or something. So obviously then I'll go think, okay, what are all the episodes that have a Saj Ventress? And I'll go, I'll just go watch those again. And I'll literally just kind of have them on the background look and I'll just kind of pause at certain places. Like, okay, let me get Daphimir in my head. What are Daphimir images? What are, okay, the mountains, I'll see the reds. The, and I'll usually look for things like what's like, something distinctive that I can incorporate in here. Um, or like, for example, with the Rebels set, um, I had on the the border of like Hera and Kanan, and it's hard to describe these over audio, but like the border of one of the pieces, like I actually took the door frame from the ghost. Oh. So mm-hmm. that was actually okay. like a specific, like if you look at the door to the cockpit and the ghost, like that's what's incorporated in this candle. So I look for any kind of little details like that. Um, yeah yeah just little like I call them sometimes almost like little easter eggs or something um and so yeah and and so when when it's something like if it's a request for something like again something from Clone Wars or something where we have a lot of imagery you know someone's like I want Luke Skywalker obviously there's I got tons to work with lots of different things Mm -hmm. but it does get more challenging like with the video game ones like the KOTOR for example and the Fallen Order one were some of the harder like I will admit the KOTOR one, like I was really excited to take it on because again, sometimes I really like a challenge because I got to admit to you, Cassia, like I had no idea what I was going to do with this KOTOR one <laughs> when you first asked. I was, I, I said yes because I was like, I know I just, it's actually kind of cool because I think it, it was one of the few times like I just kind of trusted myself. I was like, I'll figure it out, but I had no idea. I had no idea. I hope I didn't, I might have 
I probably was talking like, yeah, I'm almost done. And I was like, oh shit, what are we going to do for this? <laughs> um, <laughs> because there's just, there's just not, again, that's a totally new world for me. Like I don't automatically, I can't automatically, nothing comes mm-hmm. to my head for KOTOR. I didn't know anything about it. Um, but so I, you know, I looked up a bunch of YouTube videos. I looked up Wikipedia. Um, I'm kind of, I guess I kind of transitioned into, I think another question specifically talking about your KOTOR. No. Yeah. If, if you, if you do the transitions for me, that's way easier on me, which is, (laughs) which is great. So (laughs) I mean, it felt like a good time. Might as well go into it. Um, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So this is, and this is a KOTOR podcast, so I feel like I should talk about it. Um, but yeah, so that one, so I looked up, yeah, I was just basically just kind of Googling everything. And because I didn't have like, again, like a movie to sit down and watch, um, I kind of sometimes almost make like um, little mood boards too. Like I'll just cut and paste images that I like. And just, I was just trying to piece together. Yeah, like what is this world? What does this look like? You know, I felt, and it was tough because a lot of, it's an old, I didn't realize exactly how old the game was. Like the graphics mm-hmm. are, it's it's older, you're right? <laughs> like it's, the graphics are. Oh. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, like I mean, so the game came out when you were, you know, on the internet trying to figure out how to find the Christmas spe- or the holiday special. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, you should you should have been playing Theater Public. No, I'm just yeah. uh, just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Well, so video video games are like the one corner of Star Wars that I am not familiar with because I just don't play video games. I'm I get too invest. I'm too. I'm too spastic. I I play video games and I'm like throwing the remote in the air. I'm jumping up and down. I'm just like, I'm too, I can't handle it. I'm like, I don't know where I'm kicking at stuff. They're just too stressful. I, I just gave up. I'm not a gamer. But, um, when I, I think I started working on the fallen order candle first and I got really interested in that one. I was like, dang, this is a cool story though. Um, and I didn't really realize how intricate the stories were in these role-playing games. Mm -hmm. Um, so that did kind of like pique my interest. Um, and like I said, I watched kind of a couple YouTube videos. I listened a lot to, I I actually listened to a couple episodes of your podcast. Um, I was secretly stalking you, Cassia, trying to listen to your podcast and trying to think like, (laughs) what was she like? Did she mention anything that she, that I could use that, um, and so I, I communicated, you know, with you a lot. Um, anyway, so yeah, like I was, so I was trying to get a sense again, like I see lots of spaceship. KOTOR seems to have kind of like a, dar- a little bit of a darker palette. Like a lot of the scenes, at least that I was seeing are on, you know, are on the ships. Um, you know, a lot about this kind of dark period of like the Jedi Civil War. I can't believe the Mandalorians were still fighting back then too, apparently. <laughs> like they just never get their shit together, I guess. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and, um, but this one was really interesting because, so yeah, I had no idea what to do for this quarter, but she had this, um, you had the, you know, that, that image of Revan and Bastila, um, you know, fighting each other with the lightsabers. It was really gorgeous. Like, um, again, perfect for the, cause cool, good silhouette, um, of them fighting. It looks like she's kind of pushing him back, um, in that pivotal scene, you know, where she rescues them from the ship as Malik is, you know, betraying and blowing it up. Um, and I was, I think I was, I was trying to go too literally. And so I was imagining at first that I was going to do this whole space battle in the background. Like I was like literally scouring. I was asking Cassia, like, okay, well, what ships were around that time? Because I'm so like perfectionist that I didn't even want to, like, I don't want to put a star destroyer. If there weren't star destroyers 4,000 years ago, like I want to use time appropriate ships. And so I was trying to find, and I rely heavily on reference images. Like I can't just like paint 
stuff out of nowhere. Like I need to yeah. look at something very specifically. And mm-hmm. um, so I was just trying, but there's just, again, not as much with KOTOR. So I was overthinking it. Um, and I also think I was feeling pressure with each of these. I sometimes feel pressure, like, oh my God, everyone needs to be more elaborate and I need to level up every time. And mm-hmm. anyways, this is, I think, where I went back to you, Cassia. And I was just like, so tell me more. And, and then you mentioned the star maps and that the star maps were something you know that you really loved. And that that was it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm overthinking this. I'm, I'm trying to make it too complicated. And so I kind of stepped back and instead of literal, like, okay, there, this is the scene where they're on a spaceship and the battle's on the outside. I kind of went a little more symbolism. Like, so I did the, this kind of galaxy in the background. Um, this looks like a little spinning, like supernova. Um, and, and then did some elements of this blue star maps with the little circular dots. And then I encased the figures in the circular the star basically I put the two figures of them in this star map mm-hmm. and I just loved the idea of that because again they're the the kind of symmetry of their relationship uh, and again people who are diehard die coder please don't come at me I'm very <laughs> I'm new to this like if I mess up I this these are from my very preliminary <laughs> I repented um, of Marvel yes like being <laughs> ambivalent about Marvel so right I'm still new I'm still learning but um but I just thought that the the circle symbol again kind of just was really fitting for them and kind of connecting them and then I used color as well so I kind of filled in this kind of bronzy gold yellow mist around her because those are kind of her colors that I saw like the lightsaber and then I did a kind of more dark kind of maroon red with his and then if you look at the bottom they kind of start overlapping almost like they look like they're going almost to like a yin yang kind of they're starting to collapse into each other and I was sort of so that was me kind of trying to again, kind of visually show their connection and their kind of back and forth between, you know, they're both spending time on the light and the dark and going back and forth. Um, And then, yeah, just placing them in the middle of these star maps that were such a part of their journey and the game. And, um, and I ended up being really happy about it. I was, this was probably the candle holder I was most nervous about because I knew the least about the subject matter. Um, and yeah, and I was I was just so excited when you liked it because I still just wasn't sure when I showed it to you. I'm always I always get nervous. Um, <laughs> no matter how many times people are, I'm always so nervous. I'm gonna get the one prince like, oh yeah, well it's still no, it's nice. It's not exactly what I thought, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, it, it's a work of art, and uh, I love how you artistically put it together. It it's about symbolism and. Uh, just kind of like they search for star maps together and kind of like the we did a whole episode like on the kotor ring theory like how they kind of like kind of like have like maybe not the first you know force dyad but they're one of the og dyads I would yeah say. Like, it's kind of like they they save each other at different times so i think you captured it well and like without even really playing the game like uh, mm-hmm. you captured it like you captured it perfectly yeah that makes me so happy because that's so. yeah like that's that's what I try and do like that's I don't ever want to just like 
I don't know. Yeah. Just like paint a character, paint a character. Like I really put my heart into these. I do research. Like I have to immerse myself basically into them. Um, and I don't know, I think it's too, cause like gift giving is my love language and specifically really personalized intentional gifts. Like that's the way to my heart. Like someone sends me you know, a poster that or something or a picture that has, you know, my favorite character or something or my favorite. And I'm like, oh, the fact that they knew that and remember that, like that. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do with these custom commissions. I mean, sometimes I'll even stalk their Instagram page and kind of scroll <laughs> down and, and again, like try and see like, what kind of colors do, do they, mm -hmm. is like that, like, I really try and personalize them or try and think like, what, or what is it that this person likes about this character? How do I kind of capture this um for them and yeah so that's you know that's and that's my favorite part about it and that's why I think too like I think when I first started doing these I I saw them I was going to try and more mass produce them like thinking like oh I'm just going to keep putting these out and as I've evolved on them like I'm kind of slowing down a bit and I I don't want to move too fast like I kind of want to keep them special and really detailed and um yeah, because I don't know. That's that's what I that's what I love about him. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's my love language. Yeah, and that's definitely when you look through kind of the portfolio there. Um, you know, on your Instagram page, that you can definitely tell that there's a lot of thought and time, um, and you know, planning put into each of these. They all are you know very unique, and like you said, they all have kind of these their own little personalities. When you you know light the yeah. flame inside of there, and they and they come to life. So uh, that's pretty that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's, it's given me a sense of purpose. Like it's, like I said, I just, I feel so lucky and just grateful to be able to do these. Like I, I like 13 year old Jenny would just never believe this. Like, <laughs> that, like cause I think too, like, especially since, you know, when I, I first got into star Wars at like 12 or 13, you know, junior high, like I was very socially awkward. Like and I didn't have a lot of friends. Star Wars was not a cool thing mm -hmm. back then. Like I said, I didn't know any, I didn't have anyone to talk Especially to about it. Girls. I, like, yes. Uh, yeah. Growing up, I kind of always had to be like, yeah, I like it, but not a lot. And, you know, kind of ironically, you know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. There was this thing for my brother, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, I, I didn't, I don't think I knew a single other female that was into it when I was a kid like I remember <laughs> I remember I have this one specific memory of sitting out on the quad in junior high with my friend Vanessa bless her heart she's still my friend to this day um but she had no interest in this stuff and she was like my only friend though and I remember sitting just like talking her ear off I'm like okay so an empire strikes back but then so Han and Leia though like and so and then there's a scene and like literally just like reciting scenes to her and she I just kind of have this memory of her kind of looking at me and she's kind of nodding and in the back of her head just she's probably going like oh my god I need new friends <laughs> I need new friends like what the hell is she talking about um so it's it's just so cool that something that made me feel really different and isolated and again weird I just I was weird um I I don't know um and the the fact that again like now that it's it's just it's now made I've made friends through it like 
I, again, I just, I cannot get over some of the connections and friendships. Like, I mean, I like, I'm in a Star Wars, we, we formed a book club for the High Republic. We're reading the High Republic books. And I drove up to San Jose a couple of weeks ago to meet up with one of my friends, Star Wars friends, um, Star Wars thrifting to go see Shang-Chi in the theaters, drove six hours. Um, oh, wow. And I, yeah, yeah I drove she is the best and she we actually kind of have a little tradition going she drove down to Long Beach her and her husband drove all the way down here to see Black Widow in Long Mm -hmm. Beach with me and I drove up to San Jose to see Shang-Chi with them maybe Um, the next time you drive three hours and meet in the middle yeah (laughs) that's actually a great idea we (laughs) kind of a long drive but that's just so that's just like so, so cool that something that made me feel so lonely and weird mm-hmm. now makes me feel so connected and normal <laughs> like I use that word normal quote-unquote um it means yeah. you found your people yes exactly exactly like I just I just love it it really social media just it's it can be such a mixed bag obviously there's so much negativity in the star Wars. I mean I do the star wars fandom is awful sometimes but somehow man we've just found like a really great little group Mm -hmm. community whatever because i don't i really haven't had any negative i don't know i kind of avoid that side of the fandom but everyone i've met is just so wonderful encouraging supportive and yeah and you guys everyone just gets it like these weird you know space wizards (laughs) Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Exactly. It's it's been great to to connect, kind of, you know, with all these people and uh, make these friendships and uh, you know have some common ground, like you said, because you know we grew up yeah. in a in a time where this stuff wasn't cool. So to kind of <laughs> to yeah. to live to live in this life now where it where it's very cool, you know, and the the biggest thing. Well, in, and in the you world, guys are so. probably about to get even a bigger role with the remake of Kotor and stuff coming out. I'll bet. We'll I'll see. bet the the Kotor. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, what do you think's gonna happen? Do you think it's gonna divide the fandom, or I, I would think it'd bring more attention to the. Uh, I think I think that I think that everything in Star Wars is guaranteed to divide the fandom. Um, but Not I also true. think <laughs> I also think that the Kotor remake is guaranteed to mean that you are going to have to use your knowledge that you used on Cassia's <laughs> votive to make yes. more KOTOR votives, no doubt. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually really excited. because I mean, with a modern, it's incredible what they can do with games nowadays. Like, yeah. I mean, it's almost like watching a movie. Yeah. The visuals mm-hmm. have come so far. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if I if I can't afford a PS5, I'm just gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah. I I'll still be entertained, and I'll be like, wow, these graphics, you know, like because it sounds like it's they're just taking the 2003 story, maybe giving it a little bit more of an open world and like Unreal Engine graphics, and maybe tweaking a few things. But I think it'll bring in a whole lot of new. Knights of the Older Public fans, and mm-hmm. uh, I think like a lot of uh, original uh, Knights of the Older Public fans will will probably enjoy it. And I mean, I think there's a side of the fandom that just will kind of hate anything for <laughs> yeah. you know clicks. You know, yeah. maybe yeah. they don't authentically think that way, but you know, kind of like hating on things is a, maybe like 
kind of like the dark side more powerful you know in the short term yeah but kind of self-destructive in the end but exactly but i think um one of the things that cassie and i are both excited about is this is probably going to spawn a whole new kind of generation of kotor art and makers and things like that because all of the all the characters and you talked about it when you were talking about you know designing your votives that you know having strong silhouettes for you know these characters and these environments is important and i think that uh you know knights of the old republic you know being a star wars property and with the you know all the star wars properties a lot of really good silhouettes or a lot of really good uh colors um yeah and outfits in there so uh hopefully a lot to play with if you know we de- we decide we need a you know kodor votive set for ourselves <laughs> so yeah no i mean i would i would love to do more and um and kind of i i'm i'm interested like i want to explore the story a little more there was again, I only feel like I kind of touched the surface because on the strips, I was, you know, I was more trying to pay attention to again, the visual kind of side of it. But um, there is a lot of interesting stuff in there. I am intrigued. By, and you said it's, I was thinking it was 400. It's 4,000 years before. Yeah, 4,000. Right? 4,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's just so, I don't know. I, I'm really, like, I'm really enjoying the whole High Republic era as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that as well, because I was reading that also kind of made me curious, like, about the Old Republic era as well, just going back further and further. Um, yeah, it was kind of cool. I liked the the kind of, some of the outfits that I saw too. Revan's, Revan's costume, really, really badass, really cool. Um, yeah, I like the whole style of it. And I, I want to, I'm, I'm excited for the remake and to and to yeah hopefully make more make more votives yeah for sure so i'm gonna so i'm gonna i'm gonna ask one more question here before we uh before we let you loose for the night uh jenny but uh, so so the kotor was was the first uh votive in that uh that you made for cassie there is what is a a fandom or a series or something that you haven't made yet but you have like in the back of your mind uh that one day you want to get around to doing something for yeah there's my my biggest biggest fear in life and my biggest struggle is the ideas and the inspiration comes so much faster than I can move I am I paint slow I have so many ideas um I started just kind of writing them down but I think the the one I'm most eager to get to that I'm just dying is the Lord of the Rings um because that is it's just it's such a meaningful story for me and especially um with the new show coming out soon Mm -hmm. on amazon um i think there'll be kind of a renewed interest in middle earth and lord of the rings um and there's also just a lot you can do with like oh the color palette i'm so excited i kind of have an idea in my head of of one of um like even maybe a set of piece one with um Mordor um and one with Minas Tirith or something like that I don't know I've got a couple Mm -hmm. ideas but yeah Lord of the Rings that's probably what I'm most excited about um and then I've I've got a couple more Marvel ideas I really want to execute um and yeah that's I was trying to think I feel like there's there's a bunch more um but yeah, that's Lord of the Rings is probably what I'm most excited about. Definitely want to do some more dinosaurs too. I definitely need a Jurassic Park round two collection as well. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I, here's, here's a, here's a free idea if you want to take it. Cause I also love Jurassic <laughs> Park. Um, yeah. I, th- I think we need the, uh, the Jurassic Park Jeep. I think that's, Ooh, I, th- yeah. I, th- I think that, I think that would be good. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I did, I did one with the, um, Ooh, cause I did what well, the first Jurassic Park one, I did a commission. This was like way, way in the early days. It was just a friend of mine that commissioned one before I really got going. He did a Jurassic Park one and I, I did a two-sided one. So I had a, the lost raptor was the main image, but on the backside, I did the gate, the Jurassic Park gate. Um, oh, okay. And I cut out the little section where the flames would be on the gate. So again, when you light the candle, it looks like the fire from, the, you know, they have like the tiki torches, but I could see doing that one, like the gate with the, with the Jeep, kind of that classic shot, like the Jeep mm. riding in through the Jurassic Park gate. So yeah. I like that idea. I want to <laughs> actually reach, I want to, one of my goals too is to kind of en- I want to engage more with with you know my Instagram followers too. I've I've kind of struggled to get back to doing custom because custom commissions again. I love to they are just really challenging and they just take so much time. Mm-hmm. Um, I took on twenty two last time I opened up, which was just way too many at once. But I just couldn't say no one because I just didn't want to say no because I'm a people pleaser. But two, I was just every idea people gave me, I was so excited about that. I was just like, yes, no, I'll do it. Yes. yes." So I just kept, and I really over, and then it took me like four months to get them all out. Cassie is, I think was one of the last ones to get out. I was like, yeah, it'll probably be like three to four weeks. It was like four months later. Cause I just did not organize my time. Well. Um, so, but so I, I, I'm only going to be able to do maybe like one or two custom commissions, you know, a month, but I do want to interact more and kind of start putting out polls to kind of ask people like, what are your ideas? What would you like to see so that I can kind of start choosing and, and, you know, and kind of, um, I don't know, like I want to do my designs obviously and things that are important to me, but I also want, Mm -hmm. I thought that would be fun kind of, um, yeah, surprising people with executing their ideas, um, as well, maybe. So I don't know. I'm just excited. There's, I feel like there's, there's a lot of different, there's so many different things I can do. I just that's, hope people keep staying interested in them. It's that's cool. that's sure right. Yeah, there's a <laughs> there's no there's no shortage of ideas. And uh, as uh, time goes on on Disney Plus and uh, yeah, the the theaters opening back up, there's more ideas are going to be uh, flooding yeah. in all all the time. So well, and I want to I want to get better. I'm trying to also get a little better about like looking down the line and planning ahead a little bit better like okay what's coming out what are people going to be excited about like so I already have yes oh yeah Boba Fett I've got on the radar um and then with Marvel though like I've already got some Spider-Man and Doctor Strange ideas so I want to make sure and get those out around so I'm trying to be more timely too because that's always just kind of fun like I thought that was that was one of my favorite things about the Disney plus shows is just like how everyone just gets so worked up you know WandaVision and then we're in the Winter Soldier era then we're in the Loki era and concurrently all the artists are just like you know you Loki says one quote or something and then the next day it's like all your favorite artists here's a mug with that quote here's like a print here's Mm -hmm. this here's a that and I which I just love it's and you know because it's just you're getting something again that you like or like that quote from WandaVision you know but what is what is grief if not love persevering persevering and oh, just like oh, and then it was just so cool that there's so many artists who also grabbed onto that and were creating stuff around that and it just I want to be a part of that you know about part of that immediate energy when everyone's all excited about something and then we're all putting out stuff and 
it's just it's just so fun it's so uh, great yeah that's the line that helped me uh it helped my marvel heart grow three <laughs> yeah day. oh so. that episode was i it's my favorite episode of any episode of anything i i i still can't get past it i was like what did I sign up for? Like, I was not prepared emotionally <laughs> for this in a Marvel movie. Like, I was yeah. not preparing to, for therapy. Like, I, I was like, I'm writing this and putting this in my back pocket. Like, I'm going to need this line someday. Like, it, this is, it, yeah, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Marvel's doing some some good stuff. I loved what they were doing with those shows and the more yeah. kind of. I mean, we were kind of talking about mental health, and uh, it seems like WandaVision, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki all kind of dealt with uh, uh, kind of overcoming, like, trauma yeah. and grief, and, like, even in the Falcon and the Winter mm -hmm. Soldier, you see them, like, uh, you see Bucky with his list trying to, like, oh, yeah. institution, go to therapy, and... yeah. Uh, Loki dealing with self-love I guess yes <laughs> it so. was so timely like I I mean I know a lot of these shows were already in production before the pandemic but I don't know like there's just something so meaningful about that again I think everyone is struggling right now we're all at a breaking point like I and to, so to just again like have these things that we we love so much but you know, even go a little deeper with these kind of deep in-depth like character studies um, and just the issues they're dealing with are so relatable. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, that scene with Bucky when he um, first gets deprogrammed or, you know, when she's saying the trigger words and he just starts sobbing and smiling because he's free for the first time. I'm like, oh my God, it's so, it's just like, I feel so close to these characters. Um, just so wonderful. I, uh, I don't know. I, I hit periods where I feel like completely oversaturated sometimes with like Marvel. And like I said, there's just so much nowadays that I think I'm going to get sick of it, but I don't know. They just keep, keep being good. And I keep getting yeah. pulled back in. Yep. Like, they can't, they can't let us rest. Just put out one bad show so I can <laughs> have a life. Yeah. It just, it just, it just need a break for sure. But. Let me live. <laughs> <laughs> Like I mean, but then Eternals is coming out. Eternals and there's Spider Man and uh, it's like. When is yeah, Eternals it, coming out? Eternals, November, I think, I think. November, yeah, it's beginning of November. I'm so excited for that one. Oh, I can't wait to make. A, I'm sure I'm gonna get inspiration already. Just the trailer with just the the gold and the gilded everything. Oh, I cannot wait. But that one, mm. that's the one that, that one is one, I'm like, I don't know how to make a candle holder for that one before it come, before I see it, though, because we just don't really know much about the Eternals, like, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, like Doctor Strange case, and Spider-Man I can do, because yeah. we've already ha seen those, but. Yeah, I think you're going to have fun when spoilers, you know, in Spider-Man, and you can get all <laughs> the spoilers, you know, and it'll be really yes. cool. Maybe even one for each spoilers, but. Um, yeah 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 oh but, i want to do a shang chi one too oh my i've been dying to do rings, a shang chi that would one be amazing oh um, that movie was so beautiful i've uh I've, I've got a vague idea in my head for that too um, i just have one suggestion for eternals like 
Yeah. I would be the one person in the world who would maybe find this cool, but (laughs) the shot in the trailer when they're like in front of the gates of Ishtar, I'd be like, oh, wow, it's a candle based on the gates of Ishtar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a good idea. I'm a nerd, but you know, I love it. That was a good idea. Who knows? You might see that. (laughs) That's right. It'll be inspired, inspired by Cassia. Inspi- inspired by Cassia. That's that's right. And and if you want to see these candles and figure out, you know, how to get them and how to get in touch with you and give you all, all of our good ideas um, yeah. and see and see what you have cooking up, Jenny. Yeah. Where can people where can people you know contact you and find out more about what you have going on? Yeah, I mean, it definitely. Um, my Instagram is definitely the best place um, to see what I do, examples of my work and stuff. Um, and it's so it's Jenny Marie Studio, but it's Jenny with an IE, not a Y. Um, so Jenny Marie Studio. And then my Etsy shop is also Jenny Marie Studio. Um, but again, lately, thanks to everyone on Instagram, I haven't had much inventory in there because it's been selling out when I do a drop, which is just amazing so instagram is probably the best place because that's where i make announcements on my stories about when what i have in the works and when i'm going to be listing them on my etsy and when i'm opening commissions and all of that so instagram is the best place but yeah awesome yeah and you can definitely yeah. definitely uh go and give jenny marie studio a follow and you can check out all of the votives that she has made up uh go to old republic podcast on instagram uh, and cassia has a picture of the uh, kotor voted uh, posted on uh, that timeline there. So go check that out. Uh, Jenny, thank you so much for coming on with us tonight yes. and talk, talking all things votives and Star Wars and uh, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, all of the good stuff. Uh, <laughs> all the good things. That, that, we all, that we all love. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on and yeah, taking the time out with us tonight. And everyone out there listening, thank you for tuning in and may the force be with you. Thank you so much for having me. And you can find us on Instagram at Old Republic Podcast. And if you want to connect with me, I can be found on Instagram at Astro underscore Droid underscore. And you can connect with us on Twitter at Old Republic Pod. On Patreon, the link is in our Instagram bio, or you can find it at www.patreon.com slash Old Republic Podcast. The Old Republic Podcast can be found on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as everywhere else that Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Subscriptions, reviews, and shares help us out. Our intro and outro themes were composed by Alistair Schurman at alistairsounds.wixsite.com forward slash alistairsounds. Our transition music was composed by Christian Walker at christianwalkermusic.com. This episode of the Old Republic Podcast has been brought to you by Nikki Dog from Patreon. May the force be with you. We'll be back soon. Bye for now.